about eight years, no, about 11 years ago, I got, a, I got invited to go to a meeting and Ted Shellsworth Jr. was speaking there and Carolyn was there. I didn't even, I think, I think we sat beside you and uh, I didn't even know who you were. I was like, I thought you were another guest or something, you and Carolyn. Then you got up to minister. I was like, oh, okay, all right, all right okay, good stuff. And uh, anyway, he preached. And I, I knew right then, I'm like, I like this guy. I, I think he and I could be friends. And the truth is, that's exactly what's happened. We have become good friends. And, uh, and, and that just blesses me more than anything. I'll tell you this. If, if he considers you a friend, that's a big compliment. Because he has high standards. High standards of the Lord. He goes after the Lord. He has a faith that he goes after. And I want to be his friend simply because of the standards that he holds. Amen. I'm glad to be that. I'm glad to be considered that. And uh, you are honored to be here. You know, you're honored by the Lord just to be here tonight uh, because you're going to receive a word. God's got something special planned for you tonight. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Good to see y'all. Love you. Love you so much. Good to see you. And um, it's so good. You're honored to be here. God's going to do some supernatural things. So just right now, close your eyes. Just lift your hands. Just say, Lord, pour out on me. I receive everything that you have for me right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Brother Ted. Let's give Jesus praise tonight if you love the Lord. Amen? Are you excited? I'm telling you, I'm ready for what God's going to do tonight. I mean, I'm pumped up. Are you pumped up? See, expectancy is important. Expectancy is important. You get what you put in for. Amen. I said amen. And uh, I'm so happy to see every one of you here tonight. It's an honor to be back with you. I'm looking forward to kickstart. This is like kickstart appetizer is what this is tonight. <laughs> Amen. And uh, it's great to see Oscar and Jimmy here tonight. Love you guys. Edwin's with us and his wife. God bless you. Glad to see you. And uh, Pastor Brian's mother's here. Glad to have you. I'm glad you're here. And every one of you. You know why I'm happy? I believe this service is ordained by the Holy Ghost. And we're going to get what God has in Jesus' name. Every person that's watching online, get ready. Something good's going to happen for you as well. There is no limitation or boundary to the Holy Ghost or His power. He, he knows no limitations. He knows no boundaries. What's happening in this room right now will go through these cameras and get into somebody's body, into their mind, into their family, children, amen, finances, and turn it by the power of God. And we don't have uh, a lot of time. I want to minister to you personally, but I want you to see what the Lord has. Uh, 2021, just let me say off the bat, it's going to be a supernatural year like you've never seen. It's going to be a supernatural year like you've never seen. And if you'll press in, if you'll be one of God's faithful that are pressing in, you're going to see things happen that will be so mind-blowing that people, those that even don't even know God, will have to point and say, that was God. I, I'm being honest about that. I'm going back there. I'm basing that off of the uh, same thing that happened for Israel when God delivered them out of captivity or bondage. Bible says in Psalm 126 that when God turned their captivity, they said we felt like we were dreaming. Then was our mouth filled with laughter and our tongue was singing. And it was said among the heathen. Amen. You know, that's the King James. Some of the newer translations say it was said among the nations. But the reason you could still say heathen, they didn't serve the Lord. 
Amen. They were heathen. Hallelujah. It was said among the heathen, the Lord has done great things for them. Now that's a serious testimony when God blesses you so big that heathen join into testimony service. <laughs> I got a testimony. God has blessed them and I can't explain it. That's what I'm looking for in 2021. God's going to bless us to such a degree that the wicked will be ashamed. Hallelujah. Somebody lift your hands and say the wicked will be ashamed. Not only that, the Bible says that the wicked will become angry. Psalm 112, and I believe it's verse 10. The Bible says the wicked will see it and they'll gnash or grind their teeth in anger and melt away. Glory to God. And the desire of the wicked shall perish. And I'm telling you right now by a prophetic word that whatever the devil thought he was going to do in America will not come to pass in Jesus' mighty name. I said it will not come to pass in Jesus' mighty name. He's already defeated. God's already blown his breath from heaven and scattering every plan of the wicked one in Jesus' mighty name. And I'm telling you right now, get ready for things to be uncovered by the power of God. Get ready for things to be exposed and get ready for the plans of God to flourish and the plans of the wicked to perish in Jesus' mighty name. Can you say amen? amen. Let me encourage you, God's not done blessing America. There's people all over that say, well, God's judging America and he's judging it with COVID and he's judging it with riots. God ain't judging America. Let me show you how I know he's not judging America. Number one, I believe in the law of seed time and harvest. How many believe in that law also? Genesis 8, 22, God said as long as the earth remains, there will be seed time and harvest. And so one of the things I believe is eternal is that law of seed time and harvest. What a man sows, that shall he also reap. So when you understand one fact, and that is this, that for a hundred years, this has been the nation that has sent more missionaries and preachers around the world than any other nation on the face of the earth. We've brought revival to the nations. We've brought salvation and healing and deliverance to the nations. That means that we've got a harvest coming back to America. A harvest of revival, a harvest of salvation, a harvest of healing, a harvest of deliverance. And God is always good for his word. He has integrity. Can you say amen? And God's not going to let this nation be the one that sowed his word and sowed revival and sowed the power of God and then leave us hanging in the last days. He's not leaving us hanging. In fact, I tell you, get ready. For the greatest days of revival are not coming there now in Jesus' name. And there's a mighty move of the Holy Ghost as getting ready to sweep through this nation. And 2021 is going to be a year to run in the Holy Ghost. I said we're going to run in the Holy Ghost. We're going to run in the Holy Ghost. I'm in Isaiah chapter 40. And this is the verse the Lord gave me as I was preparing for this year. Isaiah 40. And I'm going to read to you verse 31. I'm going to minister what God has. And then I'm going to minister to you because God's got miracles for your family. Got miracles for your business, for your ministry. What God's called you to do, you will flourish in Jesus' name. I said you will flourish. You'll flourish in the midst of other people struggling. 
See, because our story is not going to be like everybody else's story. Distinction is ours in Jesus' name. Isaiah 40, 31, the Bible says, But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Glory to God. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They will run <laughs> and not grow weary. They will walk and shall not faint. That's who I'm talking to tonight. People that are getting ready to mount up with wings like eagles. People that are getting ready to run and not grow weary. People that are getting ready to walk and not faint. <laughs> Woo, glory to God. I feel the Holy Ghost on that. I was all the way back in the fall, and the Lord said, get ready to run in 2021. And I thought he was just saying it to me. But then he kept on saying it. Get ready to run in 2021. Get ready to run in 2021. And I started hearing it so much, I started saying it. And then the more I said it, the Lord said, now declare it. And then I started declaring it over our partners, our friends, our families. I said, we're going to run in 2021. And I'm not one of these guys that tries to rhyme stuff. I can't, I, I don't get into the, the, you know, we used to think, man, if it doesn't rhyme, it must not be from God. No, I, I, I didn't plan for it. I wasn't looking for something to rhyme. It just happened to. But we're getting ready to run in 2021. And I tell you, the first week, it's already begun that way. We came up here, power of God hit Danville, Virginia, and we were only supposed to be there Sunday through Wednesday, as Pastor said, but the Holy Ghost got moving over there, and the Pastor said, and of course, they're in fasting and prayer as well. They said, we feel in our spirit, we're to keep going with this revival. I said, well, I'm open, let's do it. And so we went on Thursday night. We went on Friday night. We came back this morning, Sunday morning, and God kept on, this morning was a powerful day in the Holy Ghost. And I'm telling you, it continues tonight. This is not an accidental service. This was put together by divine design. And this is going to be a year that we're going to rise up in ways we never have before. He said, they that wait upon the Lord. In the Hebrew language there, it actually means they that are bound together with the Lord. We read that and we, well, I've been waiting on the Lord for three hours. He hadn't showed up. No, we're not waiting on him. We are waiting on him. I'm his waiter. Hello, Lord. My name is Ted. I'll be your waiter. Hallelujah. I'm waiting upon the Lord. What can I do for you, Lord? What can I get for you, Lord? What would you like me to do? What would you like me to say? Where would you like me to go? And see, when you wait upon the Lord, those that are bound together with the Lord shall renew their strength. People that are doing their own thing don't have any promise of renewed strength. But people that are doing what God called them to do have a promise that they will have renewed strength. I prophesy you'll not burn out in 2021 in Jesus' name. I said you shall not burn out in 2021. You'll run with strength. Well, the Bible said they'll mount up with wings like eagles. Now, you know, eagles, they're not flapping all day long. Eagles soar. I said eagles soar. Now, they might flap to get to that altitude. But by the time they hit that altitude, they stretch those wings out and they're far above everything else and they just begin to soar up above everything. I was doing some study. Even their bodies are created 
in such a way that they can soar with no problem. If you look at their bone structure and their cavities and the feathers and everything they have, they're created to soar at high altitudes. They even have the ability to take in oxygen at lower levels and by the time they go up into higher levels where the oxygen gets thin, they're storing up that oxygen in their body so that as they're soaring above everything, they've got within them what they need to be at the level they're at. I'm looking at some eagles in the house tonight that by the time you get where you're going, you've already got inside of you what you need to be at the next level. You're not going to have to get ready. You're going to be ready by the power of the Holy Ghost. Get ready to soar by the power of God. They'll mount up with wings like eagles. They'll run and not grow weary. Lift your hands and receive this. You're going to outrun every enemy in 2021. I said you're going to outrun every enemy in 2021. You're going to outrun every enemy. You'll outrun sickness. You'll outrun disease. You'll outrun depression. You'll outrun anxiety. You'll outrun bankruptcy. You'll outrun poverty. You'll outrun lack. You'll outrun marriage problems. You'll outrun issues with your children. You'll outrun worklessness. You'll outrun fruitlessness. Every attack of the devil will be behind you in your dust in 2021 in the mighty name of Jesus. Shout yes. We're going to run. I said we're going to run. God anointed Elijah. And when he anointed Elijah, he had already taken out the prophets of Baal. Already took them out. And then he said, wait, I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. Didn't hear it until he'd taken out his enemies. Hear this now. Everybody reads that story, and they look up. He's up there on the mountain, and he's got that animal on the altar. Everybody says, oh, look at that sacrifice. He was giving God a sacrifice. But in reality, the animal was not his greatest sacrifice. Because you know what they were in? A drought. And the Bible said, he said, bring me pots of water dug trenches below the altar, and he said, now pour the water over my sacrifice. Pour it again. Pour it again. Pour it again. Until the water filled the trenches he dug. The most precious seed he could have given God was the water that he poured during a drought. And do you know how I know that God answered that seed and not the other? is by looking at his harvest. Because he didn't say, I hear the sound of an abundance of animals. He said, I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. What he put down on the altar is what opened the impossible and made it possible again. What you do to God in dedication in 2021 is going to make the impossible possible. And the moment he heard it, he went up to the top of the mountain and put his face between his knees and he began to pray. When you get a word from the Holy Ghost, you don't just sit back on the couch and say, well, I just hope that thing manifests one day. No, pursue it. Yeah. 
Pursue it by the power of God. I said, pursue it. And he prayed, and he prayed, and he prayed. And he said to his servant, go look toward the sea. Now catch this. You're going to have to hear what I'm saying right now. This will be vital to you running with momentum in 2021. This right here. This principle. This key. He said, go look toward the sea. And the servant went, and he looked, and came back and said, I don't see anything. There will be opportunities to receive an alternate word in 2021 from people who aren't in the flow. See, we don't have the servant named here, but we know his servant was Gehazi. And see, there's a big difference between Elisha and Elijah and Gehazi and Elisha. In fact, if you study the life of Gehazi, he never became the next prophet after Elisha. In fact, he got corrupt and burnt out and ended up with leprosy. He had greed in his heart. He had wickedness in his heart. And so he didn't do what Elisha did and take the mantle and keep on ministering. He burnt out and disappeared out of the Bible. And so I want you to hear. Here's somebody that really didn't have the prophetic flow in their spirit. Went out and looked. Well, I don't see anything. I don't see anything. And you can confess and you can believe and you can sow and you can dance and shout but beware of people who roll up on you and say well you've been confessing and believing but I don't see anything I don't see anything I don't see anything y'all still confessing it boomerang because I don't see anything you'll have opportunity after opportunity to come off your prophetic word and say well maybe it was wrong maybe that's not what God's doing maybe that's not for me maybe that's not going to happen. Maybe it's for another year. But you got to be like Elijah was. When uh, Elijah went up to the top of the mountain and he sent the servant out toward the sea and he came back and said, you know, he said, go back and look again. See, something that stirs me up. See, this is 1 Kings 17 and 18. Elijah's the prophet, Elisha's his understudy, but when you go to 2 Kings 4, you see now Elisha's the prophet and Gehazi's the understudy. And notice the difference between the two servants. See, Elisha is a servant so that when he got to the place he was taken up into heaven, he said, I'll give you a double portion if you see me when I go. Catch this now because this is huge. This determines 2021. If you see me when I go, that was a spiritual vision. Because you do we see angels? No, but they're here. They're moving. They're doing God's work. Book of Psalms says that they carry out plans. The Bible says in Hebrews 1 that they're the servants of those who've inherited salvation. They're moving. They're in the earth. They're moving through and doing God's plan. We don't see them though. Why? Because they're in the unseen realm. So when he said to him, if you see me when I go, that wasn't a, a test. Well, if you stick with me till the end. That ain't what he was saying. Elisha had already stuck with him till the end. Do you know three times before this conversation, Elijah said, stay here. I got to go to another city. He said, as the Lord my God lives and as you live, I won't leave you. Tried to test him three times. Stay here, I got to go somewhere else. Stay here, I got to go somewhere Stay here. He said, I ain't leaving your side. Yeah. Finally, they crossed the Jordan River, and he finally asked him, what do you want me to do for you? Just the question was there because he stuck with him. Yeah. 
The question, the, the blessing was available because he had been loyal. But now he said, I want a double portion of your spirit. He said, if you see me when I go. See, that wasn't a test of loyalty. He passed that test. It was a test of sight. You got to catch this now. It was a test of sight. Will you be able to see into the spirit by the time I transition? Because if you can, you're qualified to carry my mantle. But if you can't, you don't have the prophetic vision to do what I was called to do. Man. And the Bible says that as the angels come with the chariot of fire, horses and everything, Elisha says, my father, the chariot and the horsemen, of it, and he sees it with no help from Elijah. You go to 2 Kings though, and the, that evil king had sent soldiers to take out Elisha because he was foiling all his plans. And Gehazi went out and said, oh my God, we're surrounded, we're going to die. And Elisha had to pray a prayer. Oh, Lord, open his eyes and let him see. And then he looked and saw chariots of fire and, and he saw angels and armies. And, he, and Elisha, Elisha said, there's more with us than there are with them. Notice the difference between the two. One servant didn't need any help to see. The other one needed to have a prayer prayed before his eyes could come open in the spirit. Shows he was at a position to see what Elisha was seeing. And when you understand this principle, you've got to be able to see in the supernatural what God is doing. You cannot ever base what you do or say on what's going on in the natural realm. See, because what I'm telling you is this. You'll have opportunity after opportunity to come off your word. We have it every day. We hear a negative report. We watch the news. We, I told them over in Danville, I said, this year of 2020, the previous year, psychologists actually had to come up with a new term for what was happening to people on social media. Because they'd be scrolling through their Twitter feed, and it was like one bad headline after another. And you just get sucked into like, oh my God, that too, that too, that too. And you know what psychologists called it? Doom scrolling. That's actually doom scrolling. People, they're just scrolling to their doom. It's like people couldn't get out of it. I mean, people have an issue after issue, doom scrolling. You know why? They're just getting sucked into the report of the world. Sucked into the report of the world. Got the news on. Sucked into the report of the world. Talking to their friends that don't have faith. Sucked into the report of the world. You got to make a decision to shut the news off, turn Twitter off, put the phone down, pick the Bible up. And if somebody says, I can't see anything changing, say what Elijah said. Go back and look again. Go back and look again. Go back and look again. You thought, man, after three times, he might have got discouraged. After four times, he might have let his promise go. But seven times, seven times, finally he came back and said, I can see a cloud size of a man's hand. And then Elijah got up. Now think of this. There ain't no abundance of rain coming out of a cloud that big. Ain't no abundance of rain coming out of this. But he saw the beginnings of his word. See this now. Don't despise the day of small beginnings. I said don't despise the day of small beginnings. He saw the beginnings of his word. And then the Bible says as he went down the mountain, soon the skies grew black. 
I tell you, it's not going to take long this year. I tell you, before the first quarter comes to an end, the skies are growing black in the Holy Ghost. The rains are getting ready to pour by the power of God. I said, before this quarter comes to an end, you're going to see supernatural things take place. In just three months, God will move. And he said to the king, Ahab, he said, tell the king, get in his chariot and get back to the city and don't let the rain stop him. Literally said that before the skies grew black. That's a statement of faith. Because you think about it. The king of a nation, you say, listen, rains, it's been a drought. Rain's coming. You better get on that chariot, get back to the city. Don't get all held up in the desert. He's looking around like, this dude is nuts. But he listened because he knew he was a prophet. Got in. Scholars say that the bottom of Mount Carmel to the entrance of Jezreel was at least 30 miles. 30 miles. He's whipping those horses up through the desert. He's got the best chariot in the kingdom. He's the king. He wasn't driving something that was held together by bumper stickers. Huh? It wasn't a 1987 Ford Festiva chariot. He was whipped out. He was best. Best horses. Fastest horses. Stallions. Pulling him. And he's going through the desert full speed. But the Bible says Elijah came down from the mountain and the hand of the Lord came upon him. And when the hand of the Lord came upon him, the Bible says in the King James, and he girded up his loins. Newer translation says he tucked his cloak into his belt and got ready to run. What he was doing was ensuring nothing would hinder him from running when he's anointed to run. And the Bible says when the hand of the Lord came on him, he took off running through the desert. Now you can't outrun a horse for 500 feet, let alone 30 miles. And the Bible says Elijah's running so hard in the Holy Ghost. I would have loved like so much. I hope they have replay tapes in heaven because there's a lot of stories. I want to see the faces of people. I want to go back and see, like, I want to see the faces of the Philistines when Goliath comes down with a stone. And then when David pulls his sword out and just chops it, I want to see the faces, like, just freak out. And I want to watch, I want the Lord to show me King Ahab's face when he's whipping those horses up through the desert and all of a sudden, He looks to the side as this dude just passes him by and leaves him in the dust because the Bible says, and he outran the king's horses and chariot all the way to the entrance of the city. The important thing to remember about this story is that Ahab was not his friend. That was Jezebel's husband. These were enemies. They were hanging the prophets of God. And what I came to tell you is that there's a new anointing coming upon you to outrun every enemy of your soul and to outrun the wicked in the mighty name of Jesus. This is going to be a year where everything that opposed you is getting behind you in Jesus' name. If you believe it, lift your hands and shout yes hallelujah I said hallelujah I said hallelujah I said hallelujah hallelujah I said hallelujah we're going to run with momentum I said we're going to run with momentum they will run 
and not grow weary. Let me tell y'all something. I see these memes online. People got 2020 in a dumpster burning. I wasn't wanting to get out of 2020. Best year I ever had. It was a year of violent increase and expedited favor. Just like the Lord said it would be. Do you know when everybody else was saying, oh, it's a rough year, got to pull back, got to hoard up, got to lay people off. Can I tell you something? In one year, not because not of me, because of the Lord, our ministry increased 123%. Not in 12 months, in 11 months. Double and a quarter. We acquired a property by prophetic. You've seen the magazine if you get it. By prophetic provision. God spoke it. We believed it. Had my father, who's a prophet, sketch it. We put it on the fridge. Looked at that picture of the building he said we were going to get. Had a, a, a realtor take us around to commercial properties. None of them looked like it. None. Of, do you have any of those magazines here? If we don't, if we do, somebody run and get one. If we don't, I'll tell you the story. But here's the deal. We, we went, looked at like eight different properties or so. Six to seven, eight properties. None of them looked like what my dad drew. None of them. I said, aren't there any more? She said, well, there is one other one. Kind of tucked out of the way. We're not really sure if, uh, if uh, the pricing's updated and all this stuff. All the properties we looked at were about $35 a square foot. And uh, I needed a TV studio for what God's about to do in our ministry. And uh, I said, well, let's go look at the one more. And we pulled into the property. Get this, Oscar. We drive into the parking lot, and even the palm trees are exactly where my father drew them on the paper. Everything looks exact, just like he sketched it, like he saw in the vision. We step in. I said, oh, this is it. This is it. I walked in because I didn't want a, a building that had all drywall up inside. I wanted a big open space because we're building a studio. I walk in, not a bit of drywall up. It's all an open form factor. I got to the owner. I said, well, it looks like your pricing is not really updated. Keep in mind, all the other properties about $35 a square foot. I said, he said, no, that's the right price. That's the price I'm going to give you. He said, we're going to give it to you for $12 a square foot. <laughs> Hallelujah. I said, thank you, Jesus. We receive it in Jesus' name. We went in there. We got the anointing oil. We just began to anoint the floor, anointed the walls, gave it to God. All of it done. Now, listen to this. We're sitting there. Nobody knows. We didn't tell one partner. We didn't say it on the broadcast. We, didn't, we just signed the papers and took the property. And uh, we went out. And, and let me say this, because the Holy Ghost did it. And we, we had a, one partner who felt in their spirit, their, him and his wife, they sat down one afternoon and pulled out their checkbook, wrote a check, and mailed it to the ministry. We didn't even know it was coming. We opened up the thing and looked at the check. That check paid the whole year of the building in one check. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. This wasn't a year to struggle. It was a year of violent increase and expedited favor. We have so many testimonies of partners and friends that God did the same thing for them. God increased. We had one uh, brother that was with us in a revival in Georgia as the year was beginning. He's, we, we, we released this word, violent increase, expedited favor. He signed one contract, tripled his income for the whole year in one contract. It was story after story. Promotion. My best year ever, biggest giving we've ever done, biggest harvest we've ever had. And I'm telling you, when you have a prophetic word, it overrides what's going on in the world.
I said it overrides what's going on in the world. It overrides what's going on in the world. It overrides what's going on in the world. And that's what's going to happen for you in 2021. I jumped on social media a couple days ago, and somebody, and I know people, you know, being funny and stuff, but somebody had a meme up that said, uh, Dear 2021, please cancel my subscription. I've tried the seven-day free trial, and I don't want it. <laughs> well, let me tell you something. And that's, I know that was a joke, but I've seen a bunch of people posting. You know what they're posting online? 2022 is my year. 2020, I said, you're going to give up on the word after nine days of the year? You're going to let nine days go by and fall off your prophetic word? Google this on your phone when you get a chance. There's an actual day on the calendar called Quitter's Day. They've developed it now because when people make their New Year's resolutions, they have, and they've tracked this through workout apps and gym apps and all these other things. People make all these resolutions. I'm going to work out this year. I'm going to the gym this year. I'm going to lift weights this year. I'm going to eat right this year. They say the average person in America, I think this year it's either January 17th or 18th, have all let every resolution go by. Said, so we're done. I can't do that. My God, it's 17 days, 18 days into a year. And you're going to give it. And now look what people are saying on social media. Nine days in, eight days in, 2022 is my year. Buddy, I ain't letting go of 2021. This thing's not going to be rough. I'm not trudging through the year. I ain't crawling through the year. I'm not going to struggle through the year. I'm going to run and not grow weary. I'm going to walk and not faint. I'm going to mount up with wings like eagles. I'm going to renew my strength by the power of the Holy Ghost. I tell you, get ready for the best year you've ever seen in the power of the Holy Holy Ghost. Woo, glory to God. I said glory to God. God's word is higher than the report of this world. There's a difference between truth and facts. Facts can change. Truth remains the same. <laughs> and the truth will change facts. Doesn't matter what they are. See, that's the difference. We have truth gives us the advantage because God's word's the highest force in all the universe. Psalm 138 and verse 2, the Bible says that, he said, Lord, you have magnified your word above your name. Think about that. Magnified your word above your name. Now, let me give you this before I pray for you because I'm going to lay hands on some people. We're catching some miracles tonight. <laughs> We're not done. Get ready. Unbuckle your safety belt. Glory to God. Now, I was doing our reading plan, and we're doing right now with our partners, those that join us on the broadcast, some of you are here. We're doing the Bible in 90 days, and we're going through 13 chapters a day. And, uh, and I was just doing my regular Bible reading in the morning for the plan, and this scripture jumped off at me. And God said, this is what I'm talking about right here, right here. Do you know I saw somebody that was supposed to be Holy Ghost, supposed to be full of faith, posted on social media and said, this has been my last three years. I better get off social media. I'm mean, just getting irritated. My God. Uh, they posted, you know, God never promised that every year would be greater than the last. He just promised he'd be with us. Amen. I said, well, let's think about that logically. What you're saying is then, 
that there's really no benefit to having him with you. If he promised to be with us but didn't say things would get better, that means his presence doesn't do anything. So what's the point of having him with us? You know, when, when the storm hit and they were all in the boat, Jesus didn't say, listen, I never promised I'd save you from storms. I'm just, aren't you glad I'm here on the boat? Amen. <laughs> Let's all just hug. Come on in, guys. Come on. Just nuzzle up in my beard. No. He rebuked the wind and calmed the waves. I said he rebuked the wind and calmed the waves. There was a benefit to having him on the boat. I said there was a benefit to having him on the boat. How many got him on your boat tonight? In Jesus' name, no storm of this life is going to blow you over, sink your ship. You're going safely to the other side. In Jesus' name. By the time you hit December 31st of 2021, you're going to look back over this year and be blown away by how much God did in 12 months. I tell you, get your faith ready. I said get your faith ready because things are getting ready to increase like we've never seen. And the spirit of this world is not going to be able to stop what God's doing right now. I said the wicked spirit of this world, what the Bible calls an antichrist spirit, is not going to be able to stop what God is doing. Woo! So I was reading in Exodus 33. I had to stop. I stopped the whole thing. I said, hold on, wait, stop. Because this thing hit me like a ton of bricks. And then I meditated on it for the rest of the day. That's how, how heavy it hit me. And Moses is talking to God in, in Exodus 33, and I'll read you verses 15 and 16. He said, and, and this is when I say, and he said to him, that is, and Moses said to God. And Moses said to God, if your presence will not go with me, then don't bring us up from here. Don't bring us up from here. Because here's, here's the, the crux of the matter, verse 16. This is huge. Catch this. This is for you this year. For how shall it be known that I have found favor in your sight? I and your people. Is it not in your going with us? So that we are distinct. I and your people from every other people on the face of the earth. The only way that people will know his favor is upon our lives is if he's with us and that we are distinct. That means we look different than any other group of people on the earth. See, if you were looking at a wall, for example, let's say you were looking at a brick wall, regular red bricks, and you look down and you're just, your eyes are scanning the brick wall. And all of a sudden, somebody has painted one of the bricks green. You know the thing that our eyes do and our brain does? It, it automatically snaps to the thing that stands out. It draws our eyes. Like, well, that, that brick is green. What is up with that? You might even check it out. Is, that a, is there something there? Do you push it? I don't know what it is. You know, It's different. And you wouldn't just keep scanning the wall. That thing would stand out every time your eyes passed it. That is 
Why is that brick green? And what does it do? It's distinct. It stands out from the, it doesn't even look anything like any other brick. I said it doesn't look like any other brick. What I'm prophesying to you, according to Exodus 33, 16, is you won't look like any other people group on the earth. I said you won't look like any other group. We're going to be distinct. Another translation of that says the word distinct, translates it distinguished. We will be distinguished from all the other peoples of the earth. I actually went into reading the Septuagint version, which is just a Greek version of the Old Testament. Seventy scholars got together and did a, a Greek translation in the early church, and Paul carried one with him. And now they tell us he even wrote his letters and quoted Old Testament scripture from the Septuagint Greek version. We know that. And so the Septuagint says it another way. It says it so that we may be glorified beyond the peoples of the earth. Somebody say glorified. glorified. So that means that people will be able to clearly see his glory, his favor, and the distinction upon your life. That you will not resemble anybody else. You'll not have the same story. You'll not go through the same things. You'll not have the same outcomes. You'll not have the same crises. It will not look in. In fact, they'll stop and look and say, man, I've never seen anything like that. Yeah. You know why? No eye has seen and no ear has heard and no heart has imagined the things that he has prepared and set aside for those that love him. How many love him in the house tonight? If you do, that means you've got some blessings set aside just for you. And as we walk through 2021 and then run through 2021, I'm going to pick up blessing after blessing. Increase after increase, favor after favor, and it will cause all of us to be distinct. You know what's better than having to get healed all the time? And I believe in healing, walking in divine health. So that nothing by any means shall harm me or you. Glory to God. <laughs> Woo, glory to God. I wrote about it in the book I wrote, Blood on the Door, that John G. Lake went to South Africa during the time of the bubonic plague. And he literally was touching dead people and burying them when nobody would even go near dead bodies because they were contagious. And they said anyone that contracts the plague is dead. The government tried to pay people $1,000 in 1899 to bury people and they wouldn't get close to them. Can you imagine what that would be in today's money? thousand dollars a hundred and twenty years ago and they said we won't even get close to him he and his assistant would go right into their house pick them up and take them out the door dig a hole and bury the people because even after the the disease killed somebody it got in their lungs and their lungs after they died would release and they'd have a foam around their mouth and even the foam was contagious and could cause you to get the bubonic plague it touched every continent of the earth and killed hundreds of thousands of people around the world. There was no cure. Finally, after weeks and weeks of doing that, ships from, the, from England with doctors arrived on the shores of South Africa to bring medical help. And they had already heard of the things Dr. Lake was doing. And so they came up to him. And they said, Dr. Lake, uh, we've heard that you've been in contact with these dead bodies and the plague, and you've not contracted it. And they said this, what preventatives are you using? 
He said, I'll tell you, I'm using something called the law of life in Christ. That's what he told him. I'm using the law of life in Christ. And he said, I'd like to show you by an experiment in the lab. He said, an experiment? He said, yeah, I'm going to show you something. He told them, said, scrape some of the foam from one of the victim's mouths and take that foam up. He said, put it into the palm of my hand and look at it under the microscope. They didn't want to do it because they knew that the foam was that contagious. He said, I'm not going to die. He said, I want you to see the experiment. They scooped it off of, of, of the mouth of a, a dead body, put it in the man's palm, and looked at it under the microscope. And the man said, Dr. Lake, what is that? He said, I'm looking at it. He said, I can see the cells of the plague. When they touch the cells of the skin of your hand, they die under the microscope. He said, what is that? He said, that's the lightnings of God that flow through my body. It's the law of life in Christ. Because the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you tonight and quickens your mortal body. That spirit that gives life, it's greater than coronavirus. It's greater than cancer. It's greater than glaucoma. It's greater than diabetes. It's greater than poverty. And it's greater than lack. It's the power of the Holy Ghost. If you believe it, shout amen. I'm telling you, there's an impartation for every one of you tonight. Before we get out of here, I'm going to lay my hands on you. And the power of God's coming upon you. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. <laughs> I said hallelujah. Things are changing for the better forever in Jesus' name. See, we, our victory isn't defined by what's going on in the natural world. If I based my victory on what was going on in the natural world, I'd never have any. Yeah. Right. You say, well, I thank God. We're... That's why that doctrine comes, you know. Well, it'll all be worth it when we get there. Hallelujah. Won't it be wonderful there, having no burdens to bear, hallelujah, joyously singing with heart bells all ringing. Sounds real joyful. I've got a mansion. Brother Ronald is coming to sing an A and B selection. Brother Ronald, take it away. I've got a mansion. Sourest face you ever saw. Just over the hilltop. In that bright land world. And you wonder why people have lost the victory. I mean, I'm telling you. And they say, oh, we're, I don't know why the Holy Ghost ain't touching the church. Quit having Brother Ronald sing. <laughs> Just killed the whole thing. <laughs> so a whole spirit of depression came in after the praise and worship service. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, and, and then the thing is, we have this expectation that we're going to have, you know, because I think sometimes that people think, well, you know, you know, it's good that we go to church and what we got a real encouraging word, but you know, we got to get ready for real life now. You know, people think like that. Well, I thank God Pastor encouraged us, you know, but we got to, you know, there's stuff happening in the world and we just really got to, we have to understand that we'll go through these things and we just got to thank God that he can strengthen it. That's not what the Bible's about. I said, it's not what the Bible's about. It's not about that. 
It's about God who knows how to make a way to bring you out of trouble that you couldn't have got out of by yourself. That's what the whole Bible's about. And the Bible says that God led them out of Egypt and they're on their way to the promised land. All of a sudden they came to the Red Sea and now Pharaoh's pursuing them again. And it looked like there was no way out. They didn't lose the victory. The Bible says Moses just held that staff into the air and the sea had to part and the people just walked on through. You will walk and not grow weary. <laughs> walk and not faint. You know, every age group went through the sea. Older folks were going through the sea. There were 50-year-olds going through the sea. There were young people going. There were kids going through the sea. You know what I love about it? Because when God brought them out of Egypt, it's a picture of redemption. Because Egypt was a form or a type of sin. And Pharaoh, a type of the devil. And when God brought them out of Egypt, he was bringing them out in type of sin. But the Bible says in the book of Psalms, as they came out, there was not a feeble one among them. That means it didn't matter if people were 104 years old. Didn't nobody go through the Red Sea with a walker and tennis balls on the end of it. People say, somebody hold my gold. Will you hold my gold and silver because I can't quite get across it? No, not a feeble one among them. Everyone healthy, everyone strong. Because when God brings you out into your new covenant, health is part of the package. Healing's part of the package. And when you walk, you can walk in the blessings of God. But he said, inquire of your neighbor and ask him for their gold and silver. Because they weren't done just being free from bondage and being healthy and strong. God said, I'm going to weigh you down with some financial blessing. <laughs> Can you imagine the, the, con the conversations? What is it? I want all your gold and silver. <laughs> Promise you I'm just going to borrow it. You know, I heard one preacher preach, and I thought about it. I said, that's probably true. He said, well, you know, if, if, if God was going to plunder Egypt, why did he ask him to borrow of your neighbor? You know what he said? Because they'd been in bondage so long, they didn't believe they could have it. They believed they only had to borrow it. That's a poverty mentality. You think God ever planned to pay that back? He said, yeah, we'll bring it back uh, next Tuesday. Yeah, next Tuesday. See? God didn't plan to pay the Egyptians back. He was paying them back with judgment. He wasn't just going to stop them. He wasn't just going to tear Pharaoh down. He wasn't just going to plague the land. He wasn't just going to swallow up their army in the Red Sea. He was going to send his people out with all the money they should have had for all those years of slavery, all those years of working, all those years of taskmasters beating their back, and they walked out with the silver, and they walked out with the gold. When everybody else is struggling, hear this word tonight. You're going to walk out with the blessing. You're going to walk out with the increase. You're going to walk out with the favor. You're going to walk out with the overflow because you serve a God who's more than enough. Shout yes. How will we know unless you go with us? Stand on your feet. I'm getting ready to pray for you. How will they know we've found favor in your sight? Unless you're with us, so that we may be distinct. 
Somebody say distinct. So that we may be distinct. What I'm telling you is 2021 is a year to be distinct. To look different than everybody else looks. To hold what nobody else is holding. To ha See, your children won't look like other people's children. I told my wife today driving over here, I said our kids are going to be so blessed. They're going to grow up in the anointing to such a degree. They won't look like other people's kids ever. Same stuff is not going to happen to our children. I said it's not going to happen to our children. Our kids are going to be divinely protected. No evil thing will come near their dwelling place. I said no evil thing. I said no evil thing. No evil thing. Somebody lay hands on your children if they're next to you because there's no evil thing coming near their dwelling place. The blessing of the Lord that makes rich <laughs> and adds no sorrow unto it is coming upon every family, coming upon every home, coming upon every child. And we're going to have the kind of blessing that makes us distinct. Somebody shout distinct. Oh, lift your hand. I feel this thing. I'm just telling you right now. Huh, something's getting ready to change. For the better, forever. Somebody say forever. forever. Say it again, forever. forever. It's changing. It's changing. <laughs> Glory to God. Oscar, lift your hands. There it is. Fire of the Holy Ghost come upon him tonight. Jesus' name. Shh. There it is. Ha -ha. A new peace and a new strength is coming upon you tonight. Oh, it'll be wonderful. It'll be wonderful. Oh, Oscar, you'll minister to new strength. And God will give you ideas like you've never had. This is a year of prosperity for you. It's going to be a year where God puts more than enough in your hand. You shall overflow. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> and he'll get all the glory. Ha! He'll get all the glory. He'll get all the glory. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Ha ha ha. Lift those hands. I said, lift those hands. Something's getting ready to take place for every one of us. This is a month to launch out. I said, we're going to launch out. We're going to launch out. I'm not, those watching online, lift your hands. You're going to launch out. You're going to launch out. You're going to launch out. Ha 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 ha. There's a fire of the Holy Ghost in this room tonight. Things are changing. Do you know people's whole futures are changing tonight? I don't say that often. I'm not one of these every, every night somebody's future is changing. I'm telling you tonight I feel it. Tonight I feel it. Destinies are being shifted supernaturally. We're not going to end up the way the enemy planned. We're going <laughs> fire of the Holy Ghost. We're not going to end up like the devil planned for us to end up. No. No. Increase is coming upon us. Increase is coming upon us. The blessing of the Lord that makes rich adds no sorrow unto it is coming upon us. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Shh. 